episode number 100 episode number 100 of the average man podcast um man that's that's a lot um i'm gonna do something special for episode number 100 but um it hasn't quite played out like that so you know you're stuck with me yeah man yeah look (laughs) it is what it is i'm back in the van um i just had to check my audio because it was super super duper um echoey in here um, but then I'll listen back to the, the replay and it doesn't sound too bad. I'm going to have to sort something out, but uh, sort of soundproofing-wise in here because <clears throat> it does. It sounds like I'm talking in an auditorium when I listen through the headphones, which is kind of um, a little bit off-putting. But I'm in the van. Uh, it's warm outside. It'll be 30 degrees today, but it's it's cold in the van. So anybody who knows that what I've been doing with this van for a while knows that that means... I got my aircon sorted out. Yeah, so I've sorted out the windows on this thing. Uh, I've got the aircon sorted out in it now. Um, really, we're ready to hit the road and go for a little trip. So we'll have to do that soon. Uh, I'm on power still. Uh, so depending how we want to play that, I can I can go obviously do a powered site, or we could do a night an overnighter. Uh, probably to get away with two nights on using the battery box, my angle fridge, my LED lights. Um, you know, we, we can get away with that. We've still got a nice, you know, kitchen in here and I got the I cook on the Weber anyway. We've got heaps of cupboard space, the beds, it's all sorted out. So it still be, I think that's uh, viable. We go away for maybe one night, two nights down to Cleverville um, with the van and just use the battery box. Obviously, I just want to have all the power in the van hooked up so I won't be able to switch all the lights and the aircon on, but I don't need... Don't really need aircon at the moment if you're not just sitting inside the van with the doors closed like I am today doing the podcast. So... Yeah, I'm pretty excited um, about that. It's another step uh, in the right direction. Um, and yeah, man, the van, the, got me a little rack I built on the back of the van, all sprayed up, looks nice and professional. Um, I had a, a fella come around and, and do a cashy for us and install the, the air con. He drilled about four holes in the wrong spot on my brand new rack that I built on the back of the van. Uh, that's okay, shit happens. <laughs> it's an old van anyway, so we got there in the end, mate, and the air con's on and it's freezing bloody cold, so... Uh, it's a good step in the right decision, in the right decision, in the right direction. Uh, so look, man, it's it's good to be home. I was away for a couple of weeks with the family down in down in um, Perth, beautiful, sunny Perth. If you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, it's you know you should do because it's virtually dripping with sarcasm. It was uh, it rained every single day. It rained every single day with there. They had some sort of record amount of rain. They broke the record since they've been recording rainfall, apparently, uh, in Perth. Depends who you hear the story from, but that's what I've heard. I'll go with that one because it sounds more impressive. But, like, it just rained every day, man, and, like, squally winds. And, and there was a couple of, like, torrential headland-style downpours as well, which, you know, they were all freaking out down there. There's, um, I was in the city for a few of those days on, on the course, on the builders and construction diploma course, and and the city like sections of it flooded, like underpasses, under bridges, and shit were flooding, and little like hatchback numbers were trying to get through there, and like water going up through their exhaust, and they were conking out with like fifty cars behind them trying to get home from work. On I think it was on a Friday, uh, as well. So it was sort of uh, pandemonium. I managed to miss most of that. I was in the classroom for the downpour. I did have to go out the front and put some more cash into the. Or swipe my card and put get some more time on the parking meter out the front. 
and I got absolutely soaked. It was like a river, an inch and a half thick running down the street and just driving rain and I was pretty much soaked through within like a, a two or three minute foray out into the weather. Um, but I, just the roads that I took to get from there to back to the hotel room, um, just I didn't really encounter any bad traffic, so that was good. But my missus was coming in through from the freeway with her family. They were dropping her, her parents were dropping her off there at the hotel room for us to have a little sneaky, little dirty weekend away, um, romantic weekend away. Sorry, I should say. Um, and yes, they saw people. They had to like find alternate routes to get to the hotel, and there was people broken down everywhere. And uh, it just told me a funny little story actually that. On one corner, there was, uh, like I said, a hatchback broken down in an underpass coming like on or off the freeway, one of the two, shitloads of traffic banked up behind it, like probably super stressful. There was a, a construction worker dude nearby who came out and helped direct traffic and get the car off the road and shit like that. And on the next intersection across, there was the cops out um, teaching the cadets how to do breathos um, or the new intakes or whatever, how to do like um, um, breathalysers. So they had like a bunch of cars banked up and like about 20 police officers out there all doing random breath testing. And on the next intersection down, there's pandemonium, there's construction workers fucking clearing traffic for them and sorting people out and shit. It's like, come on, you muppets. It's probably not the time for that right now. You guys are having a meltdown with the amount of rain coming down. Um, so, yeah, man, it pissed down every single day. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, we... We were successful in the fact that, well, I got the classroom stuff out of the way. That's it for, for the whole course now, all the classroom shit. Now I've just got to do all my assignments, which, uh, yeah, I've got to do them. <laughs> I've, I've got to do the assignments. I've got to get back into um, my routine and, and start smashing that out on the weekends. Um, I just realized this morning when I was lying in bed that I was supposed to dedicate like a four-hour block yesterday to, to doing that. And it did not happen. So anyway, the the classroom stuff's done. It's just my assessments now. I might need to do a bit of face to face time with one of the instructors to get some some clarity and some direction. But for now, that's that's a really good thing. Um, no more disruptions as far as that goes. Um, so that was successful. We had a couple of nights away in a hotel room together, the QT where we stayed at at Christmas time, which was cool. Except more things were open this time around. I did have to wear a bloody mask for the first week back, which was super shit. Uh, we were like touch and go whether we were going to go down there for a little bit those last few that last week, I think, leading up because that was all lockdown period that week, and it was going to open up on the Sunday, and we were leaving on the Saturday, so technically we would have been arriving on that that Sunday. Um, but we ended up spending an extra day in Geraldton at my mate's house there. Um, and there was no no lockdown or anything in Geraldton, so we stayed there and just hung out and got on the pierce and had a bit of good time there, and then cruised down on the Monday when things had opened up, but it was all like restricted numbers in venues, so a lot of places hadn't opened, and um, you know, I think you had to order beers to get to get you had to order food to get beers, and I think I can't really remember, I might have lied there. I think that was the deal, but. Yeah, had to wear face masks everywhere, and I've never had to do the face mask thing before. Hey, like being from up here in the Pilbara, it wasn't wasn't a thing for us. It was shit house. It was funny shit house. Uh, and you forget it. You hop out the car, and you oh fucking me mask, and you got to run back and get your fucking piece of cloth to put over your face face again. Like, but you know, and and the selectiveness of when you wear it and when you don't. Like, it's been obviously there's a bunch of people who've had something to say about it, but it's like you can. So you walk into a crowded venue and you're lining up or whatever, you're doing your thing, or you're walking just around on the street like 20 metres away from the nearest person, you're going to wear your mask on your face. Walk into a bar, they make you wear it up at the, the counter, up at the bar while, while you're ordering drinks or whatever, you know, and went out to a couple of places in the city and a few of them were really like, um, they were really excited about the fact they got to tell you, like, excuse me, mate, put, put your mask up, like when you walk in there and shit, you're like, okay, dude, sorry, man, I... Didn't realise you'd um, really taken to this authoritarian sort of um, position you've been put into for a small period of time. But they they loving it. So, you know, yeah, you pull the mask up. And as soon as you order your drink, they pass it to you in your hand. You've got a drink now. You can pull the mask down and go sit next to 40 other people in a small cramped area and fucking cough and sneeze and sweat all over each other. And it's all good. But as long as you walk around with your mask on. You walk into the shopping centre, mask everywhere you go. Shops are like give you a dirty look. And excuse me, can you put your mask on? If you walk in and don't have it on for whatever reason, grab yourself a coffee. You can walk around the coffee in your fucking hand and your mask down around your neck because you can't spread COVID when you've got a coffee in your hand, you know, or when you're eating. You just can't. It doesn't, just doesn't spread. It's just a fucking, just bullshit, 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 bullshit. And, uh, yeah, 
that was that was shit. So there was that was for the first week, and then um, they, they cleared that up on the weekend. But we'd done all our like going to the city, going out on the piss and all the restaurants and all that sort of shit. We'd done a heap of that with the frigging masks on, and then they pulled them off for the the last week that we were there, which which was good. Don't get me wrong. Excuse me, I just need a quick sip of uh, water. I'm going to say water. Unless you're watching the YouTube video, we'll just say it's water. I would not be drinking beer before before lunchtime uh, on a week on a weekend. I promise. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty shit ass. And and I didn't do any any exercise the whole time either because um, like I usually when I go away, I used to I used to be obsessed. I got to get to the gym and get my, my my training in while I'm down there. And as the kids have got older, that's become more of a hassle and more stressful. So then I kind of. Um, have just settled for running. I, I try and run like every second day when I'm on holidays. Give myself a little bit of a break, but it just keeps my fitness level up and it gives me something to get up for in the morning and keep feeling motivated for the rest of the day because you, you feel good when you exercise, you know. Um, but I didn't do anything this time for a whole two weeks and I, I couldn't tell you the last time I did that. Did not exercise at all for two weeks. I reckon that would be before I had kids. So like seven years ago at least. Before And not and probably before that, so so it's a big it was a big chunk of time without me doing anything. I haven't been injured for two weeks where I couldn't train. I haven't had any any time like that off at, at all whatsoever. Whatsoever. So uh, and it was just because it was raining. It was raining every day. And it was windy and it was shitty and just just did not feel like going out and exercising. So I did I didn't. So I didn't exercise for two weeks, um, which was you know I guess it's good to give the body a rest and all that. But the reality is. I was eating shitty food, drinking heaps of piss, and and not shitty food, but just eating too much food, and definitely got a, an issue with the the old chocolate at the moment. It's just like I can't kick. But yeah, eating shitty food, drinking heaps more piss than normal, not working, not working out, and then I come back here this week, and it's been a bit of a struggle getting back into the swing of things. Even though I was actually pretty keen to get back to headland, I was like, all right, done with this trip, holiday, ready to go back to work, ready to make some money. Uh, and it wasn't like, yeah, uh, miserable, depressed, gotta go back to the headline, go back to work. No, 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 I was ready for it, but came back here and just, was just oh man, works a little bit slow. So I didn't have anything super exciting to motivate me work wise. Um, there's enough work on, but it's kind of, yeah, it's just ticking along, which I don't really enjoy. I like when it's flat out. And then I'll moan about that. Moan about it. it's so flat out, oh, so busy. Yeah, you gotta have something to whinge about. So. But, yeah, so it's just been slow, man. I went to the gym only twice this week. A couple of those were me being lazy. A couple of those were for unforeseen reasons that, that you know, just I couldn't get there because of because shit happens. It was out of my control. But, yeah, man, it's, it's been a slow, slow week, so I need to hit it a little bit harder this coming week. Um, but it was still good to go down there. And, and we saw we, – we stayed at uh, the in-laws' house, Faye and Tony, and that was good to see them. Uh, they're going through a rough patch, man. They've had a rough, rough year. So my mother-in-law, her, her – so. Yeah, my wife's pop, he he died um, this year. And then my father-in-law's mother, so my, my wife's nan, she died very recently and sort of kind of suddenly. I mean, she's old, but like she didn't have any terminal illness or anything like that. She died sort of suddenly. Um, and then they went on, uh, they were on holiday when, at Exmouth when, when Tony's mum died. So that's shit house for him. And then Faye fell off the caravan step and broke her foot on like the first day of the trip. So she's in a fucking moon boot. So that sucks. Um, then when we got down there, their dogs just had this operation for something going on with his, um, uh, uh, with his bladder and some gallstones, uh, some bladder, st- kidney, kidney stones, kidney stones, you know, whatever, little stones that you block up your urethra had those removed and when they're in there they found some suspect uh lump on his prostate which may or may not be cancer and this cost them five grand this procedure plus the time off work and looking after the dog and they didn't do everything properly the vet the the emergency care didn't take biopsies when they were in there and noticed something suspect so it's kind of the whole thing's been pretty shitty for him and then uh while we were down there um Tony's best mate died as well. So, yeah, his mum, her dad, his best mate, dogs possibly on the way out. Like, that's a pretty shit house first half of the year. So it was good to be down there with them and catch up with them and help, you know, just just 
catch up, have a beer and a yarn, and hopefully not get in the way too much. And um, but yeah, really feel for those guys. So it's good to be around people that you care about when they're having a, a shitty time. Especially if you're not at work, you got a little bit more time to just sit back and have a chat. And yeah, um, yeah, and just listen. So that was rough, but good to see them, man. Um, and speaking of that, not exercising for, for two weeks. Um, I don't know who else who listens to this is a member of Life and Soul. And I love Life and Soul, great gym. I'm not going anywhere else. But you don't have to send me messages randomly saying, congratulations, you trained 137 times or whatever it is. Great work, Dave. Oh, that's super patronising to me when I read that. I'm a fully-fledged, like nearly 38-year-old man I don't need pats on the back and little congratulatory messages for training. Thanks very much, Life and Soul. Uh, I appreciate the, the the idea, the concept. It's all there, but I don't need that. It's super patronising when I read those. So um, you can you can keep those messages, and they seem just super generic too. Like it's obviously just like generated, computer generated or whatever. So I don't need the messages. Thanks very much, especially when I'm not even training. Um, and speaking of souls, that is one thing that was hard to transition back into after two weeks away from work and all the the, um, the politics that, that go along with, with uh, contracting for BHP. is this is like how soul-destroying it is to get back in there. First day back, I sat like four hours of, of online training for a new project we got coming up. We had to bump up, bump up our, um, our, tr- our online training. Uh, matrix and sitting there through this shit a lot of them i've done before as well just going oh my goodness this is these this it's a company designed on being a wanker it's so much bullshit not going to shit on the people that work there because people are just people and they just work where they work but the 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 fucking bullshit you have to sit through and listen to and 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 like you have to you got to zone into it or, or you've got to buy into it on some level to be able to stomach it to be able to go out there and work in this environment it's so destroying man it just chips away his a little bit more at a time and then someone asks you some ridiculous unimportant bullshit question about something they made up on the spot or or did some sort of fucking training for you know during the week and they think it's super important and it's just not and you just have to pretend that it is and it is fucking just like you get used to it when you're here all the time day in day out all right whatever yes no worries play the game fucking jump through the hoops yeah mate yeah yeah yeah. it's really important what you're doing yeah fucking love your work and then you have a break from it you come back and it's like fuck me this is this is some bullshit so that was uh, interesting getting used to again. But I'm I'm good with it by the end of the week again. But it's just so I had I made a note of it at the start of the week. The the comparison, uh, the 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 contrast. Sorry, from just being a normal human, living a normal life, thinking about normal things. Well, I don't think about normal things because I'm a weird person. But think just about my normal things. What's normal to me, and then come back and having that kind of shit thrust back in your face, and it's all so important, it's super super important that we we do this, and you're like, yeah, man, yeah, fucking sure, no worries. Anyway, the world of BHP, they're a fucking breed of their own, and again, talking about the culture at the company, not the people. Love you guys that work at BHP, man. Some is, I'm sure there's some fuckwits here. Um, Look, man, I do. I was supposed to do something special for my uh, 100th episode. Um, I always planned to, but uh, you know what happens in life? Sometimes life just keeps happening. Shit happens. Uh, there's actually a scientific law, um, Sod's law. There's, there's a full-blown fucking scientific theory about that. I was just listening to um, Stephen Pinkerman's Enlightenment Now the other day. It was super hard to listen to. I have not committed to it. I don't know if I'm going to finish that book, but I did listen to a few chapters of it. And uh, it's way more uh, it's way more likely that shit is going to happen than what you want to happen is going to happen because chaos is all ensuing and the right course of action is a small little line that cuts through the chaos. So you've got way more chance of shit happening than something good happening or positive happening. That is a super lame excuse for me not organising anything to do for the 100th episode of this podcast. So uh, if you saw straight through it, don't worry. I knew it was bullshit when I was saying it. Um, but yeah, man, I didn't organise anything. I didn't. 
And um, yeah, you know, I've just I've only let myself down, haven't I? I've only let myself down. But uh, I do have a few guests sort of teed up for the near future. I've been saying that all fucking year. My goodness, it's been a chocker of a year for this podcast, man. I am dragging it through the mud to get to the other side. <laughs> I'm not giving up on it. I'm fucking not. But uh, look, I've got Devin, a, a singer-songwriter from Perth, who I bumped into on the internets, on the interwebs uh, recently. He's new to town. He's um, I hooked him up with, with Brad from Pilbara. Uh, 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 sorry, from PPC um, Production Company um, And he's going to be doing a gig down the Yachty On the, either the 8th of August or the weekend after um, So he's going to get him on the, the podcast He does some does some um, vocals for a hip-hop dude um, Down in Perth as well So I'm going to get him on to have a chat About music and about making music And about, yeah, just just... Just have a yarn about what he's doing. I liked I liked his work, and he seemed very enthusiastic. Um, so yeah, I'll have a yarn with with old mate Devin and tee that up pretty soon. Uh, I need to get my mate Robbie back on. We've been he's got a family and a full time job, like just like myself. So we we'll, we will make it happen eventually. But we want to talk about the the artificial reefs and the fads that they've been um, trying to get happening here off the coast in in Headland. So that's like there's things happening in the background about that. Like it's actually the proposal had been done last year, some time sent in. It's got some um, community interest. There's been wreckfish west up here. Um, chatting and, and interested and there's some funding there for it just needs to you know anyway I'll let Robbie explain it all so that, that's that's on the cards that we need to get that one happening soon and um, also Bobby Lockyer who um, we were meant to do a podcast a couple of times uh, and then you know she's got some some shit going on we had school holidays and everyone's busy and she's also got some some other important shit going on outside so of of her career and media and everything so that's it's just on on hold for now until she's ready to come in and, and tee it up and have a yarn so i do have some shit coming up but for episode 100 which is named uh uh i've forgotten now what song did i use uh it was a sin didn't even introduce introduce the podcast properly for episode 100 it was a sin it was a sin to not fucking organize anything proper for this 100 episode and you've, you've just got me to listen to but that's all right i've got some shit to talk about anyway so look i have had very few guests on this year the year is flying it's a bloody end of july already um efi the fuck when did that become a thing fucking like i know the end of financial year has always been a thing but when did it become a fucking saying efi Fucking ads all over the TV. Sorry, I need to curb my 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 language on this episode. I've noticed I am dropping too many f bombs, and uh, I am going to self chastise and and rein it back in. Sorry, Mum, if you're listening, probably is because they just drove up from head, from Perth during the week and they listen to pod, podcasts when they're doing long distances. So I should probably listen to it on the way back down to Perth and be like, "Oh, David." So sorry, Mum. Love you. Um, EFI. Yeah, stupid saying, but it is end of financial year. So, man, things it is flying through the. And I haven't, I haven't even been camping yet. I haven't even been camping yet. Um, the van is ready now, as I said, uh, and I did buy the swags, the new swags I've been yarning on about um, down in down in Perth when I was down there. So we've got the the Junes uh, Outback Double XL and an Outback Single XL. So they got like the the. A system with like the three flexi um, poles that go head, middle, feet that keep the swag off you and, and a full length fly and you got window at the top and bottom and, and all that, that sort of shit. Um, really good quality canvas, PVC bottom. So I'm keen to, to get those out and do a, a probably do a boys camping trip first with like a couple of mates and their kids and, the, and their sons and get and, and go out and do a bit of a fishing uh, overnight or two night or something like that. Keen to get that happening. Um, but also I've got to get one of the swags replace man because i got back to perth pulled him out of the box set him up on the lawn like second day back he's got to water and the, the the canvas in when you get new swag so you, you soak them a couple of times out in the sun let them dry and, it, and the canvas swells up around the stitching and it's sort of just any little pinprick holes or, or weaknesses that you got through the through canvas and sort of fill in you weather them you know and i was out on the lawn weathering the swags and then when i zipped up the the single xl it, the zip like come up come apart like you know when you you got a shitty zipper and you zip it and where it's supposed to be zipped behind the zip, that's still open. Well, it fucking, it started doing, oops, it effing 
It bloody, there we go, bloody. I'll start saying bloody instead. I've got a foul mouth today for some reason. It bloody started opening up again. Um, and it would only happen not every single time, like one, you know, once out of every five or six times it would stay open. And I was like, that's not a good sign for a brand new swag that I want to last like 10 years. Um, so I've been in contact with Anaconda who've been, may I just say, very tardy in sorting the situation out. Uh, called them, got, run around on the phone, Finally got someone to take it me to listen to me and take it seriously. Sent them some photos, email. They replied like four days later saying, oh, it's going to be hard because you're up in Port Hedland. And I said, that's what I said. I know. I'm the one who brought the fact that I don't live there and I've got this dodgy swag that I just bought and I've got the receipt for it, sent it to you. Haven't used it yet. Brand new. What are we going to do about it? And they're dodging around the, the point. Um, so and I've chased them up. I actually need to chase them up again today because I wrote back to them and said, look, man, what do you want me to do? I'll take you a video of the swag operating or you've already got photos of it. Need to get it happening. I actually want to use the swag. I actually want to you know, just spend a couple hundred bucks on this thing. I actually want to go out and use it soon. So it'll be nice to, to come get to some sort of solution pretty soon. And they haven't replied. So I'll be chasing those anaconda dogs up soon. Dogs up soon and trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, I'm sure they'll sort it out. They're just, yeah. People are people, and people are sometimes super unreliable. So we'll chase that down the, the, the rabbit hole and see how far it goes. Um, speaking of rabbit holes, I've been lost in a rabbit hole lately because we are selling the Prado, um, which is so that's great fun selling cars on the private market. I hate it. Um, I went down and got it priced for a trade-in while I was down in Perth, and they want to give me like mid-20s. I want mid-30s. And he admitted that that's probably reasonable, especially up here in the market up 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 north. So I've got to keep it, got to clean it up, keep it clean, get it get it serviced again, get it out on Dreamers Corner and all the Facebook pages, and talk to people and deal with people, and you know try and keep it clean, get it there. All, and we live in ports, bloody annoying. Um, yeah, life's super hard, isn't it? So so we got to do that. Start start looking at that because um, we've got to buy a Ranger, man. We're 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 in the market to buy a Ranger. Uh, Ford Ranger, I was looking at Hiluxes, sort of did a bit of research on that, looked at some review videos on Hiluxes versus Rangers, started seeing a few Rangers around the place, actually thought they looked pretty mean, um, started reading out into the specs and the reviews and everything on them and the comparisons and they actually are pretty mean, drive better on the road, heaps more room inside, I think they look nicer. Maybe not as good off-road straight out the box as the Hilux, but there's things you can do to, to beef them up a little bit. So I'm kind of I'm kind of 100% sold on the idea now, and um, I've been going down the rabbit hole searching for a brand new. I'm, I'm talking brand new, maybe maybe a showroom one, like with you know four or five thousand k's on the clock, six months old, maybe a year old, something like that. Maybe depends if it weighs up and it's worth it in what what we save. Um, but basically, a yeah, new brand new sort of um, arranger, and then the part second part of that plan is to rip the the tub off the back and put a canopy on it. And that started out as a five or six thousand uh, dollar, five or six thousand um, dollar exercise, but um, soon become more like a twenty thousand dollar exercise, uh, depending on how far we go down that rabbit hole, as I mentioned. So, <laughs> look, uh, the the wife mentioned that she doesn't want this thing to look like a, a tradies ute with just a big toolbox on the back. Um, and I happen to agree with her, especially since we're going to be spending sixty grand on a car at least. So then you start looking at um, different finishes, and then you start looking at the way they sit them on the back of the ute. You want something that, that builds its a tray and a canopy together, and then you start looking at the, the different setups, the way the doors all work, how they look. Um, the engineering of them, like how they're weighted and what kind of extras you get, the fittings you get for them, all this kind of stuff. You start going in the rabbit hole and it's like, man, I'm uh, I'm pretty well far far down this track now and I could get out of it for 20 grand installed with basically nothing in it and then get all the wiring done here in Headland or I could get a package where they give me the drawers and the slides and, and all the wiring and everything done, set up, fit, installed, ready to bloody chuck your shit in it and take off road for like 27 grand so so we're sort of yeah we're, we're on that pathway at the moment seeing how far down that track we're going to go 
um, and how we're going to juggle the funds to, to, to meet these requirements. So I'm on the, I'm on this, I'm on, I'm basically I'm obsessed with it at the moment. I'm on every different website. I've got about eight different websites open at one time. I'm emailing dudes like left, right and centre, getting quotes and having conversations and harassing people I see out and about. I'm seeing the canopies that drive past me. I'm like, oh, that guy's got a good setup. I'm thinking of like tracking him down to the servo and having a yarn with him while, I'm, while he's filling up. And there's a dude pulled up across the road from me at the neighbour's house in a brand new Ranger XLT model, which is like the sort of top of the range standard ones before you get into the wild tracks and the Raptors and all that sort of shit, um, which is kind of what I'm looking at getting. Um, I was tossing up between the XLT and a wild track. You get a few more, a uh, few more extra extras on and you know creature comforts in the wild track went over and had a look at this dude's dude's um ute and started having a chat to him and you know we don't have a ford dealer here so it's not a great little there's not a big selection of cars to look at to, to to figure this out if you're just online went through the car with him he lifted the hood he was chatting to me it's his second brand new ranger in a row this old dude he loves him rates him sitting there in the cab feeling the <laughs> hands on the steering wheel and the gear stick getting a feel for it and how the, the leg room and everything works in there and Talking about a few of the sort of um, recommended extras you'd get straight out the gate on this thing. So, yeah, man, we kind of, like I said, went pretty far down that that rabbit hole um, and, and I'm sort of obsessed with it at the moment. Um, it's got a whole I'm thinking about and, and I'm on on, on um, online studying it, harassing dudes as I see them around the place. With the canopy, the other, the other thing that's stitching me up a little bit um, is that I want a dog box incorporated into it, a self-contained dog box that's that's... Obviously, so the rest of the canopy is separate for dog hair purposes and waterproof, but then you need ventilation into the dog box section, so possibly two lids, uh, sorry, two two doors on one side. Yeah, it starts getting um, starts getting pretty complicated to get this, everything you want done and sorted and do it all over line via email and then try and tee it up. Do I get that done straight out the gate when we buy the new Ranger or do I just buy the Ranger, get the bloody thing up here, then sort the canopy out later and have to drive down to Perth and get it done again? You know, so, I don't know, a lot of moving parts. It's keeping me interested anyway, keep, keeping me um, busy anyway. So, yeah, and this is all a, a reasonably new revelation that we're going to buy a car and get a, get a loan because, you know, I, re- I really wanted to own everything. This was my trip for a few years I was on that I wanted to have no outstanding debts and save up all our money, sell the car, get something cheaper that we could buy outright and, and um, get the money in the bank and buy the caravan outright and do this whole trip around Australia without any outstanding debts, you know, because we don't have a house to sell and make 100 grand on and, and then buy our shit with that extra, you know, um, the extra money that we had as equity in the in the property or anything like that. We're sort of starting from scratch. We did really poorly on the we did really poorly on the housing market. You know, I bought a house, borrowed 400 grand for it, sold it eight years later for 400 grand. So, um, you know, and after starting a business down Perth, working on one wage and hard times, a lot of, a lot of lessons learned during that period. But we, basically we came back up to Headlands and started from scratch. So we're kind of three years back in from zero at the moment. So I don't have any much behind me. Um, I've got a bugger all behind me. Only the money I've got in the bank now, you know, and we wanted to keep building on that, do everything um, without any loans. But it's just the dream. This this year has been an expensive one and we have not gone forward as far as the, the, the dollar figure in the bank. We've done, uh, like, you know, um, that money's been used for for specific things that we that are I mean got put the caravan which is towards the dream um, I've still got a camper trailer sitting in my yard that I haven't been able to get rid of um, which is money that's tied up um, but I've paid for the builder's diploma this year which was a, a last sort of split decision uh, split like last minute decision and then flights down to Perth for that and missing work and all that sort of shit so so that's you know it's been quite, and the missus had to fly down to Perth a few times for unexpected things so this has been an expensive year for us we haven't moved very far forward and I'm just like if we're going to get this show on the road before the kids get too old um, then we've got to just got to do some shit man got to invest in the dream so that's what we're doing we're investing in the dream I don't have any other outstanding loans you know I don't have any big, any big credit card debt or anything like that so so this is going to be our debt this is going to be our house like that we're investing in basically uh, we need to get this loan pay up pay it up double for the next you know 18 months 
so that we've got a bit of time up our sleeves when we go around. I'll, I'll worry about the caravan plan next year. Just need to get this car and you sorted, ready, get it out on the road, doing small trips, weekenders, a couple of week trips here and there. I'd like to hit Kununurra next year, get the system tested, um, whittle down what we take with us so we're, we're getting um, better at travelling because we're, like, we're like the uh, – um, like the friggin' um, oh, what are they called? You know, Chevy Chase, those movies, National Lampoons, the the Griswolds. We call ourselves the Gris Robinsons when we travel. It's mostly, I'm gonna say, it's mostly the misses. Definitely the stuff that's in the car is mostly the misses. You know, like we've got a fridge in the back, two dogs in the back, so that's the Prado. The storage in the back gone. There's a couple of um, drawers below for for small bits and pieces, recovery kit and all, and 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 some tools on one side, and, and not, you know, there's a little bit of gear on for uh, room for some other gear on the other side, and and then you're on the roof rack with shit in tubs, and and the missus puts so much stuff in the car, blankets and pillows and iPad, too many like iPads and then drawing kits and then other stuff for the kids, and it's like this is, this is insane. It's incredible what what we take with us. So we need to sort that out and have a few you know, maiden voyages and then start getting a system together and we'll have the canopy on the back so that dogs will be in there, fridge will be in there, there's drawers and storage and all sorts of shit um, and just need to get better at travelling. So, and we need to make that start happening, you know, like if I invest money into this thing, um, I'm going to be way more compelled to just keep driving ahead uh, and getting out there. So, because the big problem for us at the moment is is we go away anywhere, like it's, it's we've got to pack the car from scratch every single time um it's you know it's it's not a super comfortable easy getaway for us and then there's unpacking cleaning everything at the other end and and to do that for a day or a couple of day trip it just it deters us is what i'm saying basically so this is all about investing in the dream and and, and making things easier for us so that we're far more compelled to get out there and start doing this shit um yeah because this is a massive undertaking that that we're we're 100% set on, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at now with that whole with that whole thing. Um, yeah, I hope I didn't ramble on about the the Ute for too long then, but it's fully, fully my head's full of freaking canopies and and Utes and ranges and setups and camping and all this kind of shit at the moment. So I just had to vomit that out um, through my face, mouth, hole for a second there. Um, yeah, man, look, I'll touch on a couple of things in town briefly as well. Um, there's a bunch of extra food vans around at the moment, I've noticed. Uh, I think there's a burger joint coming to town soon, and there's obviously, the, we've had the Spinifex, um, Spinifex Carnival in town this weekend, which we went to last night with the, with my with my daughter Heidi and her friends and my, my, my mum and, and, uh, the, 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 the girls' mums as well, because Shady was at a sleepover at his friend's house last night. Sleepover that he didn't actually stay for because he was um he was uh I don't know he called us at like nine o'clock saying he wanted to come home he wasn't comfortable wasn't feeling it so went went around picked him up there was like seven or eight dudes sleeping over at this one at this one birthday party and I think that's too many people for him he's like a more of a small group person like myself so I understand where he was coming from kid's only seven years old man so we went and picked him up brought him back home. Um, but we did. We were supposed to go. To, we went to the carnival because he was supposed to be having a, a sleepover. It was pretty cool. We could see the fireworks from from out the um, at the front of our house. We watched that while the kids were in bed last night. Well, he was still out, but Hottie was in bed. Um, yeah, obviously a bunch of food vans there. Carnival was cool. It was great to get out. Kids love all that shit. I think there's the Fenacle next weekend, maybe in Caratha. So we'll see how we go. We might even travel down there for for a day. I don't know. But the Fenacle was. Um, Obviously coming up soon as well. They're doing the, the Yacht Club car park works at least now, you know, so there's some shit happening for that, for the marina, I should say, the marina works. So there's some, some, some the needle's moving a little bit um, on that, which is, is which is nice and interesting. Um, look, there's, there's heaps of bloody nomads in town at the moment. I mean, there's, there's heaps of nomads. There's no food. There's no food because they take all the meat and, and all the fruit and clear out all the cheeses and... and and uh, cured meats and all that sort of shit. So there's none of that, but there's there's plenty of nomads in town at the moment. So um, as I said, I took advantage of one yesterday and jumped on him and sat in his Ford Ranger and <laughs> spoke to him about it for twenty minutes. So you know you you make use out of them. The old the old geezers they've been around. They know a thing or two. Um, so that's 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 going on at the moment. 
I've got my daughter's birthday coming up soon. We just decided this morning we're going to have a little party, probably down at the yacht club. Um, that way we don't have to bring all the food, clean everything up ourselves. Uh, adults can have a beer. You can just make a bit of a mess, pack up your general shit and skedaddle out the door afterwards. So that'll come up soon. We'll sort that one out. Um, oh, my little daughter at the moment, actually. I should get this one off my chest as well. There's a kid at a, in her class. Um, obviously not going to name any names. But there's a kid in her classes and she's in daycare with this kid as well. A boy. And he's been hitting her and like tripping her over and pushing her over and stuff like that. And she was telling me about it for ages, but because she's so young, well, she's much better at communicating now. But at the start of the year, she wasn't very good at communicating yet. So there wasn't a coherent story that I was getting from her. And she's not scared of him. She's still friends with the kid. So I was like, I don't know if she's just talking shit or... If this is really happening and then the stories kept coming and then I asked Shady about it it's like oh yeah 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 that kid hits people and I was like oh okay well, I say this is happening and then I seen him do it I seen I went to pick up my, my daughter from school my, my beautiful little gorgeous little four year old four year old blonde haired blue eyed red lipped fucking angel of a daughter right and I don't pick her up often I drop her off but I don't get to pick her up from school often I pick her up from, from daycare so it was a special little moment go see my daughter in her classroom there her little face lights up when she sees me at the door she gets up off the mat comes running over to me and this kid sticks his leg out kicks her legs from underneath her and she goes smack face first on the ground and just starts bawling her eyes out and I was just like what? give him the stink eye did I did I ever and I was just like what Looking at the teachers like, oh, what is that, man? And they're, oh, yeah, 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 no, you can't do that, unnamed child. And, and I'm like, oh, I grab my daughter, I'm walking out, and I'm. And I've since spoke to the teacher about it. I spoke to the daycare about it. I went to put in a complaint to the principal about it because nothing's happening. And this is the same thing in this system now. The way things are, that they, the the kids that are acting out. Like that, are protected. They can't do anything to them. Like, oh, we can't punish them. You know, we we can't we can't make them sit in a naughty corner. We can't make them miss out on any activities. It's all got to be positive reinforcement. So, so the the kid that's hurting other people and bullying gets protected, and my little four year old princess can't, you know, can't be protected while she's at daycare or while she's learning. And it's like, well, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? This is she's you're supposed to be looking after her. And I never thought I'd be in this situation where if it was my boy, we'd have a different conversation. It's like, dude, you got to look after yourself. The teachers aren't going to help you. I already knew that. I've known that my whole life. And I've always said that you get bullied, you got to punch someone in the face, right? That's the way it is. You know, don't hurt people, you tell the teachers. Teachers do nothing. They don't. They never have. It doesn't stop it. Someone bullies you, smack them in the face. If they're bigger than you, it doesn't matter. Smack them in the face anyway. I was going to say hit them in the face with a stick. I probably shouldn't be promoting that. Hit him in the face anyway, right? I've been beaten up at school before and then fought the same kid again the next day when he, get, when he mouthed off at me again. And pretty soon they stop fighting you anyway because they don't want to pick on someone that's going to punch them, even if, they can, even if they're stronger than you. They don't want to pick on someone that can beat, that, that, that's, that's going to punch back, right? They want an easy target. But it's my little girl. I don't expect her to fight boys. It's a completely different story. It's a different scenario. So I'm trying to get him, my boy, to sort, him, sort this kid out. I'm like, dude, when you see him, you bail him up when there's no one looking bail him up and just say hey don't touch my sister mate keep your hands off her keep your hands off Heidi yes my, my sister and he's like oh no I can't daddy he's seven years old man he doesn't want to be fighting and I understand and it's a shit situation to, to put a little kid into but but something's got to happen the teachers aren't going to look after her I can't smack the kid uh the parents are aware, there's conversations going on, it's not like they don't care, but they're just ineffectively dealing with it, you know? And my daughter is in the receiving end of it. So I'm like, Shady, mate, you've got to step up, look after your sister. But then the other problem is, when they're around, all the big kids and everything, it doesn't happen. It's when he's, they're in the smaller groups and the younger kids. So when he's interacting and Heidi's there where Shade is, it doesn't happen. So he doesn't ever see it happen. He just, you know, it's it's, it's an isolated event. But I'm like, dude, you're going to get in there and sort this out. He's like, I'll get in trouble, Dad. I'm like, you know what? You might get in trouble from the teachers, but you won't from me. Um, plus, I also found a loophole. I'm thinking, hang on. If they can't punish kids and this kid can't get punished for smacking my daughter, then how can they punish my son for smacking him? It's a smack-free environment. You just smack him upside the head. And if they say anything, go, hey, man, you can't punish him. You can't. You, you can't. Uh, uh. There's no consequences around here. You can smack my four-year-old daughter and nothing happens, so surely we can smack him back and nothing happens. Let's all just hit each other. 
You can't do anything about it. So clearly I'm frustrated about that. And I need to get it off my chest because I'm lost. What to freaking do here, man? But I can't have this kid smacking my daughter around all the time. And she's like I said, she's not scared of him. She thinks they're friends still. Sometimes they're friends. Sometimes he hits her. I'm like, and she thinks that's normal. And I'm like, that's actually probably worse than being scared of him. That's not normal. That's not okay. You can't be normalizing that shit in your life and having think that that's okay. So that's that's an issue in itself. So I'm I'm lost what to do with that one, man. It's um stressing me out at the moment. I just feel like grabbing the kid and just swinging him around by his legs and just whoosh, throwing him up over the sand dunes and into the ocean. But one, I'm not a cartoon character, so it wouldn't work. And two, I'm pretty sure that's super illegal. So my hands are tied at the moment. Um, look, I better get out of here soon, man. I know I've got to go help out with the missus and the kids and everything to so give me a bit of time to get this sorted out today. So um, I'll quickly run through some some media that I've been um, hitting lately. We, we started the song out with, um, I didn't write it down, so I keep forgetting it, but it was uh, it was a sin, which is about by a band called The Revivalists. And I just found these dudes like six weeks ago, a month ago. Uh, and I'm fully, I'm all up on them, man. I love them. I love their vibe, love their style, really good songwriting. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like I just should have known about them years ago. So check them guys, those guys out. They're really good. I guess they're kind of like um, soul bit of bluesy, rootsy kind of feel to them. Um, yeah, really, really good. Beautiful, beautiful voice and great songwriting. And they build up some high, some high energy numbers and some real sort of, um, sort of uh, low down, um, sort of uh, ballady, emotional type numbers. Sort of like the one that we 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 are entered with. Um, so check the revivalists out. Uh, saw the Space Jam movie, the new one with LeBron James. The while we were down in Perth um, with the kids, that was awesome. I mean, I'm slowly coming around to the fact that, you know, Michael Jordan, we grew up with him. He's a legend. I absolutely love him. I've always got his back whenever it comes up. Who's the GOAT situation? I just always have. I wear wear, wear Jordans. I'm just, I used to watch his videos as a kid and he was amazing what he did. But I mean, you know, if there's a difference between the, I mean, LeBron's more decorated. He's playing against probably better athletes, um, you know, and he's doing... He's arguably better is what I'm saying, okay? And it's great that he got his own movie and they reference Michael Jordan in there. And so it's just great that he's been recognised fully now by the culture. Like, you know, well, he already, already was, but immortalised in film now as well. He's got his own Space Jam movie. you got Jordan. you got LeBron James, you know. I think it's, a, it's just a, a who do you prefer, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? I'm always going to f- prefer Jordan, but LeBron James is a bit of a dude, man. He's a likable guy. He's also obviously super dedicated, super successful, super athlete, and um, he did a good job. I liked it. It was a good show, a good movie. Um, we watched Black Widow while down there, which is another one of the Marvel ones. That was pretty good. You know, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. It's just a lot of whole lot of action, but the story was pretty good. A little bit convoluted for the kids. Shady had no idea what was going on any time except for when they were fighting, basically, and it was confusing. So fair play. Um, but that was pretty good, interesting, nice and funny, mixed with good, good, good um, action. Um, so check the Black Widow out if you want. Um, what's that one say? I can't even read my. Oh, Turner and Hooch. I started watching the Turner and Hooch show on Disney with Shady this morning. So it's a remake of obviously the, the 80s movie Tom Hanks, Turner and Hooch. Um, nowhere near as good, but good, good enough to watch. I'll, I'll, um, I'll keep watching that one because um, nostalgia. You know, and who doesn't love a cop dog buddy movie? Come on, or show, whatever. Come on. So that's a TV series, Turner and Hooch. Check that one out. Um, watched one last night, I haven't finished. It was called Embattled, which is like an MMA movie um, starring Stephen Dorff. And basically, he's a dad who's an MMA fighter. He's a champion. His son starts fighting. They have a fallout because dad's actually a real piece of shit. And the son, son and the dad have to fight each other. That's a real simplified version of the story. Standard corny when I read it. Watched the preview. Looked pretty interesting. Read some uh, reviews on it. And it was kind of basically what I thought when I watched the preview. That is, uh, it's quite a nuanced complicated story and even though there's some super cliches in there it's a weird sort of idea it's actually done really well there's some good drama in there some great emotional sort of deep kind of scenes in it as well and and it was quite yeah complicated movie so worth a watch the biggest thing that they fucked up was um they were talking about huge amounts of money they did 
factor in. They did go into the whole fighters not having a union and being ripped off by the company. But then this guy's making like fifty million to fight, uh, and no one in MMA makes fifty million to fight. Not even Conor McGregor. Not in the UFC. He did that fighting. Outside the UFC, he makes big money in other ways, but he doesn't get paid $50 million to fight. So they'll just weigh off with their paychecks. Um, that and and um, what else am I doing? The startup, we were watching for a while, but I'm sort of dropping off that at the moment. Um, and the Grin Reapers podcast, if you don't have, if you don't listen to Grin Reapers, it's Chris White from, from uh, the Tension videos from back in the day in the 90s, if you're into that. Um, and uh, he's got a podcast with another comedian fella, Buddha, down in Perth there. And they're just great, man. They have heaps of different guests on. Whitey was just on um, Ninja Warrior. Again, he was on it like last season. He was on this season again. Did really well. Um, just cool guys, man. They're, they're all about the positive vibe moving forward. Community, WA community. Just love what they're doing. Love their work. I'd love to actually, you know, I'd love to be able to catch up with those guys and get and have a chat to them on the podcast one day. It's sort of one of my little podcasting dreams, actually. And I do have a hookup there, fella from Lit, who's a mate of mine who were on the podcast before. He he does a pod, podcast with them and um, and knows those guys. So and who knows? One day, if we get enough followers, enough listeners, um, I could make a big enough splash to tee that up. And that's really the last thing I wanted to go into, man. Um, yeah. Uh, Kicking off towards this goal to go around Oz, the the big goal for me to to do is the podcast as I go around, chat to interesting people in interesting places, places, do it a couple of times a week, really pump out some content, double it up with the YouTube series that goes along with it, following our travels. Um, and I've got a lot of work to do as far as getting my cameras work sorted and, and um, uh, my, building my following up. So that's a big one. So if you do listen to this, man, um, and you tell your mates about it, please, because I, just just to go on Instagram and 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 check out my page. Follow me on the follow me on Instagram. Get people to to check out the podcast again. Even if you don't have time to listen to podcasts all the time, just give it a follow, mate. Check out the Insta. Give that a follow. I need to get those numbers up so I can start getting bigger guests and start getting more interest in the thing. Start making a bit more of a splash. Get 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 people interested to come on here. And you know, one of the first things they do is they check out your Instagram. They see there's bugger all numbers on there and it's, it's, it's a bit of a sticking point. So, and it's what comes first, the chicken or the egg. So for me to get more interest, I need to have more followers on that page to have more followers on that page. I need more interest. So it just has to start somewhere. So I really appreciate you telling your mates about it, telling them to check out the Instagram page, average man podcast, just give it a follow. It doesn't fucking hurt you. You just chuck it on follow mate. And I don't overpost. I'm not an oversharer. Um, and just get, help me get those numbers up. It's somewhere to start. Um, yeah, and I need to really start pushing that. So I would really appreciate that. And share this episode when you listen to it. Appreciate it, guys. That's how you can help me, right? By the way, I'm, I'm saying that straight out. That's how you can help me um, help me get exposure. Share it to your mates. Share it on Facebook when you, when you listen to it. Share the episode on your Facebook page. Tell your mates about me. Tell them to check out the Instagram page and give it a follow. Um, and just help me get those numbers up. That would be great. Appreciate your time. Episode 100. Woo! heaps of fanfare just me sitting in a caravan talking shit on my own uh love you guys thanks for your time appreciate it and um i'll uh, see you all next week peace out